When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about Breck Brews Avalanche Ale and coming off a huge win last night. You got to check out the Breckenridge Brewery Avalanche Ale because it is the perfect beer for this time of year. And in fact, Breckenridge Brewery is celebrating the Colorado Avalanche by inviting you to nominate a stellar community member, an Avs fan, who should get the chance to celebrate at a playoff game this season. Each home game, Breck will be hooking up a fan and a friend with tickets to get merch and, of course, the drink of the season, Avalanche Ale. And, of course, Breckenridge Beer is also donating a portion of these brews or of these sales from Avalanche Ale to the playoff or to the community fund Boulder County to benefit the Marshall Fire victims. So if you want to do this, nominate someone, go to www.breckbrew.com slash blog slash breck dash gives dash back dash community dash stars backslash. Make sure to do that. It's a really cool thing that Breckenridge Beer is doing. All right, fellas, let's hop into the show. DNVR, we are live from Studio A here at the DNVR bar, and the A stands for Avalanche. Ah, I like that. The A stands for Avs, baby. What a win last night. Um, what a crazy game. Yeah. Like you in the playoffs, you expect to get goalied once in a while, right? right the other right, guy just right. stands on his head. There's nothing you could do. The fact that the Avs were able to win. While that happened to them, damn near 50 saves, it was a uh, that felt good. And by what a third string goalie too, yep. which is even crazier to that addition. It is, and like I, I was never really all that stressed, um, just because I feel like I trust this team. But there is a world where you're like, man, you lose that one. Somehow yep. he gets crazy hot. He stays that, yep. you know. Yeah. So it felt that felt good. That felt really. Well, good. and I mean, and, and you lose that one. Okay, now the regular season of losing three of four starts to come in a, a little bit. But yeah. now, I mean, now you've won in the blowout fashion, and you've won in the overtime scrappy defensive game. Now you feel great. You do feel great, and we feel great because it's Friday, mm-hmm. uh, and we feel great that we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, five to win, one hundred and fifty in free bets when you sign up over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And the best part is 
you bet five doesn't even matter if you win or lose just pick an nba money line and all you got to do is play and they'll hook you up with 150 dollars in free bets so check out our friends over at DraftKings. my boys guys it feels great like you said ryan i'm feeling the friday vibes to an extreme right now yeah it feels great and we were thinking like all right we're, we're gonna do a friday show uh let's make it let's let's bring some friday fun to it so i came up with the r guys draft mm-hmm. which just means you got you take these guys you put them on you say like these are my guys and when they do good things during the season, you can say that, yeah, that's one of my guys. Um, so all Broncos are available except, except Russell Wilson <laughs> yeah. uh, because we are going to have people vote on who their favorite team is at the end of this. And we know whoever would have gotten Russ would have won. And he's probably going to do more good things than anyone else. That's just the nature of not the quarterback position, but a good quarterback. The question is, Zach, are you going to choose your guys? Are you going to choose the people, the, the ones who you think are the people's guys? Now, I think actually in this draft, yeah. it will it will cross over, so we don't have to worry about okay. that too much. But I think there's going to be a little bit of that in here, but not to the extreme that it's been in the past. Fan where, service. Where sack. I dominate <laughs> you guys, essentially. That that should, I mean, you, the crazy part is you pandered that whole draft and you still didn't dominate me. Um, I won, though. You did I win won. by undefeated, 1%. baby. Uh, me and guests are undefeated. I uh, I actually consider that one a win for myself. So, <laughs> Wow, it's scoreboard. A, it's, it's disputed. It's mm, a disputed result. Man, you're kind of where the Broncos have been these past five years, where, you know, like getting close to 500 is a win in your eyes. No, it's more like the teams. Um, there's like a couple teams who claim they have national titles, even though um, like the NCAA doesn't recognize it that way oh so you're 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 ucf yeah there we go there okay we go. yeah i'll give you ucf yeah, because take... no one outside of ucf thinks they're national champions but ucf the, feels the, good about the it collie <laughs> matrix they found one computer ranking that had them number one the collie oh, matrix let's go and like that's cauliflower c-o-l-l-e-y okay uh, and so that's I'm what like they dog. lean on that's what that's what they say even though they signed up to be part of a power five group of five system <laughs> That denotes a national champion, and they weren't it. They willingly signed up for that. They did that system. Yep, they didn't so. get a fair shot at winning. They so. should. They should have, but it's the system that they that they joined. So there is at least tacit approval of it. I promise you this: yeah. if I was a UCF fan, I would wear that shirt. Oh my! Are, are you kidding me? Absolutely! You're not the people's champ. You're your own champ. Exactly. That's all that matters. As long as you can sleep well at night, knowing that you're the champ. What you need is one of those shirt, like like a shirt that says "National Champions," and then kind of like what we've seen on some schools when it's like, "Oh, like we've had this many picks," and then you see in the fine print below, uh, it, you know, among among schools right. that won six or fewer games over the course right, of the last right, right. three yeah. years or something exactly yeah. check the fine print <clears throat> yeah all right so i don't really think you can pander this one because it's all just broncos everyone likes the broncos it's more about just like picking guys that you like picking guys that you know the fans like and putting together a nice little team here so how it, is this different than just picking the best players um isn't this what that would kind of be i don't know it's like do you want that do you yeah in in some ways yes yeah but like, it's also about like swagger and okay. stuff like that. Okay, mm. okay, swagger. I love it, guys. There's never been a draft where I've wanted the first pick more than this draft, and I know Russell Wilson is off the board. I feel the same way. Mace, mm. do you feel the same way? Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. All right. Okay, so, so not how, really. So how are we gonna determine this? Um, Mace, do you? 
Well, are you okay with not having the first pick? No. Oh, so he You're wants the okay. first. <laughs> he wants the first pick. No, okay. I guess I, I have. I, I don't think I've had the first pick all spring. Okay, how about <laughs> right, we? Allie's how about gonna, we do this? Yeah, a, a number mm. between one and ten, Allie. No, I would just say one and three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess then. One in three means do that one in a hundred. You have somebody who's left with the left. Sure. it's kind of like a coin toss. What one in a hundred, Allie? Think of a number. Okay. Don't tell us. Okay. okay, Mace, what do you think? Seventy-five. No. Ryan, you don't say no, <laughs> but it's okay. It does. It's I guess gonna I end didn't up. Win. It's gonna end up whoever's closest <laughs> yeah. to the pin. Uh, I will go. Um, Eleven. Mm, I'll go twelve. What is you the can number? Tell us. Let's okay. go. Let's go. <laughs> yep. Okay, sweet. And so I get the first pick. And then I would get the second. Right. And then Mace. But we're doing it. We're doing That's a, a crock. I'm we're, sorry. We're doing a snake draft, though. So you will yeah. get three and four. Yeah. yeah. Um, but guys, and uh, Allie, that was actually. Yeah. Allie, that, that's what that yeah. actually, it's perfect. Because, you know, of course, my number in college, 22, I should have known, should have gone with that. 11 is actually my favorite number. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> well, that's, that's my smart. favorite number. I wasn't <laughs> cheating. I was picking my favorite See, number. So both of you are big Josh Johnson fans. Uh, no, Nick Benito. Nick Benito. You think, he, mm. you think he's going to get that number? I hope so. How much does a rookie have to pay? I don't think he should pay. I think someone should go into Josh Johnson's locker, take the 11 out, put a new number in there. Look, and... when you've survived and you're still playing 50, in you know, 14 years plus after you're drafted and you've gone through uh, you've gone through the XFL and you've gone through the AAF, you, you don't have to give up your number to anybody, period. I think that... You've, you've paid your dues. I don't think he... Well, no, you do. You, no, you don't. when you're the backup quarterback, <laughs> you just don't have any pull. Sorry. <laughs> and that, no respect for all the years he's put in. It just no doesn't matter. Your, if if all goes yeah. well, no one will ever even see your jersey on the field. He he should mm. be number fifteen, not in honor of uh, the great Tim Tebow, but in honor of how many teams he's played with. This is his fifteenth team. Are you counting the XFL and the AAF? And sure. The UFL. Isn't it around fifteen? I Isn't think it, it like fifteen. I think it's more than. I think it is. Oh my god. In the NFL, I think it might be more than that. But I think in the if you include other pro leagues, it's more. It, it is more than so that. So like seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. That's so what he say, should do. As long as we keep it under twenty, we're good. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so also why number two and twenty-two is the perfect one is with my first pick in the draft. I'm going with the guy that I picked. We did a similar draft last year on Three Ring Circus. I picked this guy in the first round thinking it was a little bit of a stretch, and boy, did it look good. I'm going with number two, Pat Sertan, and it's so fitting because Russ is number one, not actually, but he's number one on this, would be Pat Sertan, number two. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, He has it all. He's got the play. He's got the swagger. He looks the best of anyone on the field in terms of, like, the way that he decks himself out game to game. Which is big Um, in your eyes. It's huge in my eyes. Um, He's got a great number. Yeah. A good name. Yeah. It's a... A good lineage. All right. In terms of, like, my guys, he's a perfect pick. Uh, Well, thank you. And he's number two. Pats are 10 the second. So, uh, two just works in in every way here. Uh, And, guys, K1, uh, K1 Williams... We talked to him this week, and this is a, a veteran that's been in the league a long time, been around uh, a lot of different players, came, came from a different team. He said about Pat Sertan this week, it's just a joy to watch him work. 
This is a vet saying it's a joy to watch a second-year guy work. Uh, we're getting into the territory where, where guys are just going to start calling him the best corner in the game. And we already had Justin Simmons say he's a top-five corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty awesome, uh, especially, you know, I've talked about this before, but the expectations on him were, I would say, ridiculously high. Mm-hmm. And he met him and exceeded him already. Uh, already, which is crazy. Yeah, and obviously you got to back it up and you got to do it again. Mm -hmm. And there's more mm -hmm. tape on you. And if you do have weaknesses, someone's going to have figured it out. But I think that he's going to be here for a very long time, and we're going to hear his name called very few times. And that's just like basically ten years of very. We talk about Pat Sertan here. They rarely talk about him on the game. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's why, where you know you have a great cornerback. Absolutely. All right. With pick, the true number two pick. Pick number two. Pick number two. I'm down to two here. Okay. Very fitting. Two is uh, the magic number of today. Yep. And I'm just going to pick the guy who is more my, my kind of guy, okay. my style of player. Uh, he's got a little nasty. Uh, he's got a good nickname. Um, he's got the... Um, Mike Myers thigh pads. Uh, yep. That's my kind of thing. Yeah. I'm going with Pookie Williams uh, <laughs> with the number two pick. It's funny going back to back sophomores yeah. here, uh, which what a uh, feather in the cap of the George Payton era, yep. I would say. Um, it feels like, man, it feels like almost every move he's done has been a good one. Um, so I'll go Javante um, and. Uh, I feel really good it, about it. It's, it's a great pick, and beating this into the ground, and maybe the last time I can do this, also a second-round pick, so number two right there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm super excited for what year two of Javante looks like, and I think that the fact that they're going to be able to pass to set up the run now is going to be transformational uh, for just the Broncos' run game in general. And even Russ is kind of interesting, like, they still wanted to run to set up the pass in Seattle like so badly, and it never made any sense. Um, so even for him, I think it's going to be huge, and we'll see these Broncos running backs, um, I think, look better than really anyone other than Marshawn has with him in, in Seattle. We could see some beast mode runs out of Javante, though. I mean, that's the type of player he is, just trucking people. Yep, and you're going to have to get light because the Broncos are going to spread you yeah. out a little bit, and we'll see what happens. Mace? Justin Simmons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very good. I was good hoping pick. you wouldn't take him. Yeah. I no mean, offense to Javante Williams, but to me, like, there's a clear top two. And it's Sertan and Simmons. Mm, it's, I, it's hard to argue that. Yeah. I mean, Javante Williams didn't even start most of last year. Uh huh. Yeah. He's my guy. Yeah, that's and, fine. And he, he honestly, I mean, yeah. this year, I'm more excited with Melvin Gordon coming back this year. I'm excited what that means for Javante's career in terms of. Staying fresh. I think George Payton's going to do a really good job focusing on Javante Williams having a longer career and getting him good backups. Now, I think after this year, I think the workload's going to be split not as evenly as it's going to be last year and this year. Uh, but but I'm excited for what Javante can do in his career. But when you talk about career, at least of these three guys, Justin Simmons has the best career so far. Yeah, and um, the next guy who probably talks in terms of career accomplishment and also the guy who scores touchdowns, Melvin Gordon. That's my second-round pick. Ah, okay, I like that. I mean, Javante breaks tackles. He's got the thigh pads. Melvin Gordon's got the better vision, leadership in the locker room, and he scores touchdowns. Yes, and you shouldn't worry about this because this is your guy, but yeah. 
the fans aren't going to like that pick. I yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I'm I think used it's, to. I think it's kind I'm of used to being out of step with people. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm leaning. I'm leaning into being completely out of step here. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> this is an interesting choice here, but again, I'm just gonna go with the guy who's more my style, okay. a little more chirpy, okay, a um, little more chip on the shoulder, a little okay. more. Um, one for the diehards, you know, okay. like, I'm about okay. the guys who maybe they're not on, they might not be the highest pick on someone's fantasy team, but like, yep. if you say this guy's your, one of your guys, people are like, oh, you get it. What Ryan's saying right now is he's about to make a bad pick. He's preparing you for nope, it. I'm going to pick a guy with lesser stats and more juice. I don't know. Okay. Tim Patrick. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were going to go a different direction with that, but yeah. Yeah, and I, I actually think he's a guy that Broncos fans absolutely love. Exactly. But you're right. The, the stats aren't – wouldn't say that he's the, what, fifth or sixth best player uh, on the team. So I like that pick, and I'm going to go with the guy that has better stats, <laughs> that gets getting paid more money. I am going to go with Cortland Sutton. Curious to where Jerry Judy goes in this draft. Do I go with him right now and when you look around this team man i've got to do it jerry judy going mm. off the board so three receivers taken in a row maybe mace will get kj hamler at did some you, point probably not <laughs> did you uh did you say that Cortland Sutton had better stats than tim patrick yes didn't tim patrick have more than twice as many touchdowns last year yeah mm. i guess i'm thinking mm. uh Career. Career. Okay, that's fair. And, uh, yeah, I guess I wasn't thinking touchdowns. I was thinking catches yeah. and uh, and yards. But interesting point. How yeah. many did he have? Cortland had two. Uh, Cortland had two. Tim Patrick had five. Because uh, it's a story so that the three of the, the top three receivers combined for just – wide receivers combined for just seven touchdowns. Disgusting. A, yeah, I mean – Brutal. Disgusting. Yeah. Now I'm curious if there's kind of a big drop-off. Nope. Okay. Uh, this guy – I love the team that I'm putting together here. This guy is a perfect fit for our culture here in in column number two. A um, lot of dog in him. Got he can talk the talk. He can walk the walk. He can pop the pop. Hardest hitter on the team, and my favorite of the two safeties, Cream Jackson. And he can do it on social media as well. Yes, he can. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're you're putting together a gritty team. Yeah. Although I mean. Kareem Jackson, former first-round pick. Javante Williams, former second-round pick. Tim Patrick, he got the undrafted. So in terms of chip on the shoulder, not necessarily that, but... Uh, but sure, You wouldn't know by watching him on the field. It, no, it's very true. It's true. Uh, but in terms of, like, being able to truly have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think the chip on his shoulder is that the Broncos have let him hit free agency back-to-back -back years. Very true. And mm. cut his pay in half both times. Yep, yep. Um, look at those guys, though, man. Those are dogs. They are dogs, yeah. <laughs> yep. Third third round pick, DJ Jones. Uh, I like that. I like yeah, that. Really you know good. what's funny about yeah. DJ Jones is I still feel like 95% of Broncos fans have never even noticed him play a, a snap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone's watched a 49ers game. Yep. But basically, everyone everyone loves DJ Jones already, and it's just off of what <laughs> people the, are saying yeah. about him. It's the cliche that he does the things that don't show up. Right, and yeah, I'm not like yeah. I know there are a lot of Broncos fans out there who, when the team makes a move, they go watch film on him, and they mm -hmm. you know they want to make mm -hmm. it. Uh, but like, 
most people aren't doing that, and I'm, I don't blame them for that. I just think it's awesome that like DJ Jones is a fan favorite. Most people haven't actually watched him play. A hundred percent. And also, when you talk about some guys go and watch uh, film on him, probably 95% of people that go and, quote, watch film, especially on a defensive tackle, they're watching highlights. highlights yeah. I mean, people aren't watching him, you know, plug a gap, yeah, you know, over and over again. get washed out in his <laughs> right, own run. Right, exactly. <laughs> and fourth-round pick, Josie Jewell. Mm, yep. Yep. Yeah, really good. Really another good. another polarizing pick because there are some people that can't stand him. There's a reason why when they had the chance to re-sign Kenny Young and re-sign Alexander Ju- Johnson, they chose Josie Jewell. Yep, he's just better. He's and he's gotten better every single year. Looked like he was about to explode last year. The quarterback of the defense. I mean, mm-hmm. and you have new scheme, you know, new scheme, new coaches. They said. We want this guy. He's your Evero and his staff said, we want this guy to lead our defense. We talked so, to Josie earlier this week, yeah. too, and there was a really cool thing that he said. He was asked, uh, do you still focus on the draft and who the Broncos are taking and hope they don't take an inside linebacker? And he said, as the years have gone on, I don't focus on that. And this year, I really didn't focus on it. I was with my kids. And $6 million in guaranteed money for this year will do that. But it's cool to see guys who were fourth-round picks. You're probably getting a spot on the team that first year, and then nothing else is guaranteed to, to finally feel that security. And the way Josie's played it, it was cool. Also, really quick, he is 100% coming back from that pec injury. He said in February he became about 100%. So no limitations to him. That's really good. That, that's that actually, great. I mean, it's it's a tough injury to have, but it's an easy one to get 100% back from. Mm, that, really good. Know, there, there are some injuries where you're not sure if you're going to get 100% back. The pec is one where usually you get all the way back. Yep. So. Hmm. This is an interesting one. I've got a couple options here. I think I'm down to two as well. So if you take one of mine, I'm feeling good. I'm down to four. Okay. So I guess I, well, I'm going to get two of them. You're going to be able to have two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to get two of them. That's that's actually good. I like walking myself through this. I'm going to take mm. one who I think, again, fits my culture here and has a bit of a mean streak, likes to put people in the ground, mm. and, you know, plays a position that needs to be that way. Okay. I'm going Quinn Miners. Ah, yeah, really good, really good pick right there. Uh, that's a really, that's a really good one. And first offensive lineman taken off the board. And maybe the only. No. Okay. No. All right. No, not going so to only be one, the only. Only one on my board. Okay, only one on your board. Uh, I'm going to the opposite end. A guy that's going to try to bull rush yep. Quinn Miners uh, during training camp in the off season, and that is Draymond Jones. That. So those were my top, probably my top two at that pick. And so I said I had two, and then I remembered Quinn Minor. So I actually have a top. I had a top three, and the other guy, Garrett Bowles. Oh, getting Garrett Bowles as my fifth pick. He wasn't going to be one of my top guys, but getting Garrett Bowles, I feel I feel good value. And you know, with Garrett Bowles, there's some inconsistency there. We've seen honestly bad seasons a couple of bad seasons we've seen an all pro season and then last year what was a good season uh i I would say so i feel really good getting uh, getting great value on garrett here why was he not on your board mason would you have considered drafting him with any of your six picks he was in my fifth round pick okay okay fifth round grade on him that makes me that makes (laughs) me feel better about him mace i I mean again because i mean if we're if we're trying to stay kind of true to uh true to this like uh my guys i mean you know 
actually like w- one of the picks that I have is going to be way off the radar. I love it. Yeah. I mm. love it. Ryan, yeah. try to take that guy right now. Try I this is way off the radar guy. I have a few left here. And I think I will uh, reach a little bit here just because I really want this guy on my team. Um, and maybe I am swayed by that favorite number of mine, but I want Nick Benito right here. Oh, okay. The first rookie off the board. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I'm slowly but surely falling in love with Nick Benito. Mm. Uh, the more I watch of him and I just, maybe I'm talking myself too much into the fact that, that the teams that the Broncos, the most important teams that the Broncos play don't want to run the ball anyway. Um, and he's just going to be able to speed rush like crazy. Also, I just keep thinking about when the Broncos are up 14-0 early in the game and they just get to start going. Like, Nick Benito's just going to – I feel like he's going to be out there wreaking havoc. He, that That's exactly his role. Yep. And he fits what, this, what the Broncos should be doing. In pass rush situations, he should be on the field. Absolutely. Mace, back to back to to end your draft. All right, back to back. It doesn't um, matter which, which if even if you reach here, you could reach as much as you want because you get you can go with the next guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Greg Dulcich with my fifth mm. round. Okay, I like that. Is I it like the that. hair? What is it? It's the walk. It's being a walk on. It's yeah. the hair. Yeah. It's the again not doesn't have, nothing about his size says he should be blocking, but he is a he's already a willing blocker. Like he, he's going to put the effort in, he's going to put the effort in to get better. I, I think ultimately he will be the every down tight end. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if they tell him, Hey, you got to put 10 pounds of, of muscle on and you've got to keep your speed. He'll do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think he'll, I mean, this is the guy who will, you know, he'll run through traffic for you. Mm-hmm. Not that you'd ask him to do that, but he would. <laughs> and another guy who'll do that is uh, my last pick. Appropriate because he was a six-round pick, and that's Matt Henningsen. Wow. Oh, wow. That is your reach, yeah. isn't it? Of course, had to get a Wisconsin Badger. Yeah. I got yeah. two Wisconsin guys in my six. <laughs> yeah. Matt Henningsen. I would, if I was going I gotta, Wisconsin I gotta, guys. I got to stay on brand. I mean, you know. I would have gone Fayon Hicks. He's my favorite of the two Wisconsin guys. Wow. Is that who you're going with? I, uh, it is not. Okay. It is not. And there are I, I, I just saw him get beat way too much. Okay. That's the, like... Like early, like early last year, there were the Badgers had some secondary problems, and uh, let's just say he was contributing a little bit to them. He got right. better as the season went on, although, as a lot of Nebraska fans will tell you, when he broke up the pass to beat the Huskers last November, he should have been called for P.I. Mm. <laughs> wow. he, did, he did grab. He did. I, I will admit he did grab, I, <laughs> as I as I told the uh, the the people that the the, the people that we know that uh, sit in front of the seats that uh, are that my wife's family has that I was in, pulled a fast one. Mm. <laughs> I like that. It's called the uh, veteran knowledge. Right, exactly. No on his part or my it. part. <laughs> um, <laughs> bo- his part to get away with it. Yeah, I'd say. exactly, yeah. exactly. If you can pull it off and get away yeah. with it, you can literally pull. Yeah, yes. but you know what? You're not going to get away with that as a rookie in the NFL. That's so he's, he, he, he's got he's he's got to clean up his technique. I mean, I w- if he sticks, I think he would stick as like on the 53. I think he'd stick as the 52nd or 53rd guy, and probably be inactive. That that's okay. Or maybe he contributes on special teams. That'd be his way to the roster. Well, it'd be him, him and Mathis, and I'd probably give Mathis a little bit of an edge right That's now. fair. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. All right. 
I'm pretty surprised I'm going to be able to make this pick here. No, I have one <laughs> guy that I really want. Yes, yes. I'm pretty happy that I'm going to get a full-time starter um, and oh, the Broncos. Different guy. Number one target in free agency this year. Give me Randy Gregory. Mm, I like it. I like it. Um, mm. and, uh, the talent, Randy with it, the talents there, um, Ryan, you, you may not capitalize at all on this this year. If, if he's not able to stay healthy, I mean, uh, he, he's the one that entering this season between him and Bradley Chubb, neither of them are, or are, are, are only one of them isn't healthy. Here's what I'll say about Randy Gregory. And we've talked a lot about, you know, his availability, but from injury, he's only missed 10 games in his career due to injury. So he's uh, had his other issues. I'd like to believe that those issues are behind him. Um, he, ha you know, who doesn't miss, you know, a couple, one out of every six games due to injury in the NFL? I mean, it's. No, it's not really like that. I would say it's about the average. No, but it's not one out of every six. I know games. what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's, it's, so I he missed what? Five games last year? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's about one out of every three. But. Over the little, course of his career, less, I he's think he's just trying to twist it that. in his favor. No, I'm just saying he's, he's injuries, injuries really haven't been that big of a problem. It's when you combine the injuries with the suspension that it's like, wow, availability yeah. has been a huge problem for him. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to put my name on him that he will not get suspended and go. I'll roll the dice that he doesn't get, that he doesn't get injured. He's there a we go. great story. If he, if he can steer clear of future suspensions, this is a great story. This is also George Payton's biggest Roll of the dice, right? By far, yep. That he's made on the job. He's gambling. Yep, yeah. yep. he certainly is. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Also, I, he feels like a guy who wouldn't take a gamble that he would that he doesn't feel really good about. It's. I mean, so far, but I felt really good about Avs minus one and a half last night. No, so. no. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. It does. It does. I mean, it was the gamble he had to take because I'm mean, like I, I think, for example, and I know that you know they were considering all the edges. In terms of scheme and in terms of recent performance, Hassan Reddick would have probably made at least as much, if not more, sense. The problem is Hassan Reddick really wanted to go home to Philly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so exactly. It wasn't Good going. It, it wasn't going to happen. And for the final pick in the draft, right here, I'm taking a gamble, but I'm taking a gamble on a guy that could be the secret weapon to this offense. He could be Russell Wilson's favorite target not the guy who's targeted the most but i'm going deep threat kj hamler Ooh. here and with the last pick it's when you can take a gamble so mace i like how you took a gamble on a guy who's very under the radar ryan you took a gamble on randy gregory and i'm taking a gamble on kj hamler because there is a chance that he does nothing this year because he tweaks his hamstring a couple of times i'm, I'm touching wood for that there's also a chance that he leads the the team in touchdowns mm -hmm. now that's probably a stretch but he could he could certainly lead the team in big plays and i love getting that with the last pick you know what i mean really like if i look back at my draft the only maybe i should have tried to get jerry judy earlier because you got him in round three because that's the only one where i think man i really would have liked to have had him because if we're talking about kind of a my guys draft i'm thinking of like oh here are some guys i've really defended i know the funny and thing I, is I've, right. I've, I've I've been defending Jerry Judy a lot. The funny thing yeah. is, I have too, and I'm kind of over it. Mm. I'm, I, I, like I've defended Jerry Judy to the point where now I'm kind of tired of defending him. But mm. haven't you got to the point where now you can stop defending him? Because I think Maybe. if if halfway through the season now 
he's not producing and there's even some social media stuff going on, I, I don't think anyone's really going to be defending him anymore. So it's like you're almost losing, like you, you've gone so far and now you're losing him when, when it's, mm -hmm. it's supposed to pay off. Well, I'm just saying like, I, I don't have the energy to defend him again. You know what I'm saying? If, 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 if push came to shove, I will say, I saw that, um, people are getting mad about his comment about Russell Wilson's passes. That really yeah they'll get mad about anything right now because he said yeah he throws normal passes there right where they're supposed to <laughs> what is he supposed to do the problem is like people are looking at that comment and saying oh well he's throwing shade at uh, drew lock and uh, teddy bridgewater yeah, blah 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 exactly. you know sometimes you're not making a comment to throw shade him. you're making a comment <laughs> just because you're talking about the guy that is there i just people well, choose people are choosing to find the shade in that rather than just taking it at the value of saying He's he was asked about the quarterback he's got. It's it is funny yeah. though that he said yeah. he throws normal passes that right where they're supposed to be like that's not normal. <laughs> you you got to play with Tua and Mac Jones in college and so you got very spoiled. Normal <laughs> is defined by your own experience, right? The, and that could be true, yeah. but like think about like Cortland Sutton, like who was he playing with in college? Did he caught it? He was probably came in and was I'm like trying wow, to think who right. did, these guys are did, great. Was, uh, <laughs> did Garrett was was Garrett Gilbert there while he was there? Did he miss him? I, I, Seems like he would have yeah. been a little late. I think that might have they might have missed by a year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I don't I don't know the I don't have the uh, mental Rolodex to know the history of SMU quarterbacks uh, beyond like Garrett Gilbert, um, Don Meredith, I believe back in the day. Unless he went to TCU, I'm not sure. Um, Lance McElhenney, who back in the Pony Express days was the quarterback. That's pretty much it for me. There you go. And uh, the the chat's going crazy with uh, the highest undrafted guy in this. People are saying Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Yes, uh, and that, I was. That's let's um, well let's talk about the honorable mentions yeah. here in just a second. First, want to remind you guys to come down here, hang out at the DNVR bar um, tomorrow. It's probably going to be close to another record setter. Mm. Um, Saturday, Avs. They're on the road, so you're not going to lose out on you know anyone who's going to the game. It's going to be awesome here. Make sure you get here early. But even if not, just make yourself at home. Like I always see people walk in, and they see that all the tables are taken, and they're like, kind of like stunned for a second. Just walk in, get, go to the bar, get yeah. yourself a drink, yeah. find a place to stand, and, uh, and you'll probably see me roaming around. Exactly, and a fun <laughs> afternoon game. I love it, and I love what DraftKings is doing, giving you $150 in free bets by just betting $5 on any Moneyline NBA game. That's all you have to do. It doesn't have to win. You get $150 in your account, and do it today. Bet on a game tonight so that you can use that $150 on the abs, or at least part of that $150 on the abs tomorrow. And, of course, use the code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook in order to get this offer. Also, potentially get a sign-up bonus of $1,000 as well. Use that code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit or six and supply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 I also want to tell you about Lightshade Dispensary. If you want to get 25% off your purchase at Lightshade, use the code DNBR. You're going to get 25% off. You can shop on online and go to their website at, uh, oh shoot, it's not on here. Is it light, Lightshade.com? Yep, yep. I didn't know if it was Lightshade or LightshadeDispensary.com. Go to likeshade.com, get 25% off, use the code DMVR for a purchase. You've got Escape Artists over there. That's the highest award topical brand in Colorado. Prioritizes 
quality and consistency with ratios available in one-to-one and high ratio CBD 20 to one. They will have you covered with escape artists over at light shade. They've got 800, 800 creams. That is escape artists, highest potency creams available. They penetrate for deep muscle tissue discomfort. They're non-greasy, non-staining, fast absorbing, and take effect in 10 minutes or less with benefits that last up to two to three hours. You can get all that at light shade dispensary and, to take to order at Lightshade, go to Lightshade.com, use the code DNVR to get 25% off, and then go to your nearest Lightshade location and pick it up. They've got 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations, including uh, one at 6th Avenue and Federal Boulevard. That's their biggest location right now. So check all that out, Lightshade.com, Lightshade Dispensary. Real quick on DraftKings. Do you got anything for me tonight? I got to do bets in a couple hours. and I'm, I'm, hmm. I'm a little... You're supposed uh, to be the expert on this. I know, stuff. I know. I, I just... I. You know, Rock, I guess I, I could go with Rocky. Mm-hmm. They've got Chad Cool, um, as I'm calling him, Cy Young Chad on the mound tonight. <laughs> 2 and 0, 1 3 ERA. Yeah. Feel good about that. Yeah, that is pretty good. That is pretty good. Uh, and do you have Avs one and a half tomorrow? Probably. I mean, you're probably looking at tomorrow's games on today's show, right? Yep. Rockies, Rapids, and Avs tomorrow, mm. all in action at once. Wow, mm. that is fantastic. It's going to be a banger of a day here at the DNVR bar. It certainly will be. All right. Really quick, really quick. If you are wanting to vote on who won, we're going to be dropping this on our Twitter, DNVR underscore Broncos on Twitter, where you'll be able to find the poll. We want you to vote, and uh, on Monday we'll know the champ. Uh, I, I do have a poll going on YouTube right now as who's watching live. Okay. If you want those results right now? There's a they can vote on a poll on YouTube. I love uh, it. I love it. So make sure to jump in and vote on the live poll as well. And, of course, if you're tuning in on Twitter, hop over to YouTube. We're not only you can vote on the poll. The stream's better. The chat is better. It's easier for us to see you guys commenting. Also, when you're there, hit us with a thumbs up. Subscribe. Turn on alerts. We'd really appreciate all of it. Man, I love my team. I love my team. I know who's winning the poll, though. Oh. <laughs> Let's well, just say I'm losing. Right okay. Now. Okay. But I knew we, it would. We could have figured that. I can kind of tell from this. There are only 24 votes, though. Oh, uh, come on. We need more than so that. It's early. Come on. Right. Let's get some more votes here. Let's get some more votes in there. Um, all right. Honorable mentions. Um, this can be as high or as low on the roster as you want. Just anyone that you feel like, if graphics that had 10 slots weren't ugly. Uh, who would have made it onto your team? Yeah, I would have. I would have technically had the next pick, and, and we're not claiming these guys since, since we're not doing that. But Bradley Chubb, he would have been given like the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars signing bonus as an undrafted free uh, agent. Mm-hmm. He would have been my first priority. Uh, and people are bashing us for not for not taking him. Uh, but he's certainly valuable. Who, my question to those people is, who do you take off for Bradley Chubb? I mean, you could definitely take off Matt Henningsen. Yeah, but that's I didn't think. I, 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 know, I know. This is that's. I thought the spirit of the draft was our guys, not right. Yeah, it is, no, no, no. If it's best, it if, if, was. If it's different than best eighteen Broncos players. Right, right. Uh, probably the the guys that we all drafted last. I think some people would have said uh, Bradley Chubb over Randy Gregory, uh, and I think some people certainly would have said Bradley Chubb, your starting outside linebacker over your fourth uh, mm-hmm. f- fourth string wide receiver. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. Who, I, I yeah. would d- just politely disagree. And, that, and that's fair. I'm just yeah. saying. I think that's kind no, of where I, the argument. No, obviously you do too, or else you would have yeah, picked him. Exactly. Yes. My next pick would have been Kendall Hinton. Nice. That wow. Been cool. That mm-hmm. would have been really good for the poll, Mace. Yeah. I do worry about him making pandering. the team, though. Yeah. Okay. Who? Well, who's his competition? 
Well, Montreal. Seth Williams. It's Montreal Washington who would be on my. Uh, Montreal. Uh, I think Montreal. You can kind of put him into a separate box there. That. So you think they keep six wide receivers, including him? Yes, okay. I I That's do too, fair. and I do think Kendall I, I, makes the team. I with think that spot. I think Kendall Hinton's competing with Seth Williams, Travis Fulgham, and he'll um, beat them. And yeah, uh, Tyree say, Cleveland. Yeah. And I think he's better than. I think he's, he's better than those. Hand. It's significant that he was out there. With Russell Wilson. Yeah. I just and went back and looked, and they did – the original 53 had five last year, uh, including Deontay Spencer, which is mm. kind of crazy. But yeah. maybe even though they're really heavy at tight end right now, are they going to go light at tight end? Are they not – you know, are you not going to have that tight end slash fullback? Salbert well? back in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, potentially your starter. Could be two week one. Yeah. starter, <laughs> which is crazy. I mean, it's, you know, four – maybe four, maybe you go – Three tight ends, or maybe you go four, maybe you go three run. You can have your three running backs, I think. But I think with Montreal Washington, it's almost like they're gonna go four specialists. Right, you put them in Washington, the specialist category. Bob Boban Moyer, Sam Martin, Brandon McManus. That's a category, and then you're deciding whether you keep 25 offensive guys or 24 offensive guys. One guy I really, really like on this team that I just didn't have room for in this draft is Caden Stearns. Yeah. Um, he would absolutely be on an extended team of mine. Uh, it, it's something about the the uh, maybe I'm so used to watching like Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon play that those guys they just fly out there. That gets me excited every time. Mm -hmm. but, and Caden Stearns yeah. absolutely flies around. Mr. Efficient, one of the most efficient players in the NFL last year, and he should certainly get a bigger role this year. Uh, a, a guy, and, and we, we have a... K, not if uh, KJ has anything to oh, say. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> and he better be there on every single play, or else my question is going to be a little more valid uh, in his mind. Uh, a guy who, man, if we were truly going my guys, I probably would have <clears> picked... And it actually could have been pandering, and I strayed away from that. Is Alberto? Um, I I love the talent that he is, but I just couldn't go that way because he may not even make this team. He could be one of the guys that's traded for a day three pick before the season starts, just because I don't think this organization views him uh, that high at all. But I I, I love uh, I love Alberto's talent. In the spirit of my guys, if I'd picked another tight end, it would have been Tomlinson. Like Jack, I, he I just, do actually really he just like mauls people. Yeah, I he's basically a tackle in a tight end's number. Yeah, um, this is the one of the main reasons why I didn't consider him with my last pick is just because I'm worried about what the hell the Broncos are doing with him. But Baron Browning, oh, mm. didn't even think about him, and that's not because of how I feel. It's exactly mm. what you said, how the Broncos feel. Would would Jonathan Cooper have kind of been in your mix as well? Or Maybe late, late pick. Uh, mm -hmm. If we did 10 rounds, maybe he would have been up there in the 10th. With drafting Bonito in the second, it knocked all of those guys, the Malik Reed, who, my guy, really mm -hmm. like him, it yep. knocked all those guys way down, yep. in, in, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Cody, in the chat, I see you. Appreciate you. Um, only one corner was drafted. Yeah. And for me, we did have people asking about Ronald Darby. Uh, he just really it seems like a one-year dude. He, he's, he only has one more year here. And it didn't feel like – he didn't make his impact felt when he played last year. He's a good number two cornerback. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah you, you feel good about him being number two cornerback, but in terms of swag, vibes, playmaking ability, maybe he actually does end up making plays this year because teams are throwing at him a lot him. more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would have maybe considered Kwan Williams. 
Uh, just because he plays with him. an edge, and I like that. Oh, man, and you talk about the guy that can do it all. Force fumbles, sacks, interceptions, hard hits, a tackler. He, he's everything. The in only thing he doesn't have in his drawer is that being a great quote. Oh. Yeah, he's uh, I'll tell you, he, 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 he's, a nice guy. he's a nice guy. Yeah. Doesn't say it, but, well, in terms of uh, quotability, has said says absolutely nothing. And the, okay. the funny thing about those guys, and, and Misha, you're right about him not being a great quote, is typically it's because they're pissed to, to be there. They don't really like the media. They don't want to talk. He had a smile on his face yeah. the whole time, but, mm-hmm. it, but it was as short as short could be. Yeah. That's funny. He um, certainly was not Kyle Fuller. I can guarantee yeah, you he's that. He's pleasant. I, he, right? <laughs> he, he's pleasant. He just doesn't have a lot to say publicly. Yep. That's fine. Not a, you know, some guys, that's just how they operate. Yep. All right. Last thing I want to do in this is give everyone a chance to call their shot. Someone who was not drafted here, who will be on this, will be drafted in this next season. Hmm. I like mm. that question. That is tough. I. Okay, I can I give mine? Yeah. Ayoma Uazarike. Ah, that's really good. I considered him for uh, my last pick. Yeah, I think that he's a guy who comes in and just instantly becomes loved. Like he's going to make he's not he might not play a ton ton, but he's going to play. He's going to make plays and I think people are going to love him. He's kind of my my guy from this draft. Mm. If I were to have drafted someone from this draft, I think it would have been him. Yeah. He's he's I'm excited about him. Mhm. Any Yes. As uh, as if people haven't mastered the name, call him. So are we including the honorable mentions, or we're not counting those either? Yeah, you can, whoever. Someone that wasn't drafted just now who will get drafted next season in this draft. Randy Gregory. He was picked. Oh, wait, he's yeah. Bradley Chubb then. Sorry. All right. Ah, oh, man, that is a gamble yeah. in my eyes on if he'll be picked or, or if he'll be around next year. And, Ryan, I, I just, I'm trying to go someone that we haven't even talked about. But Caden Stearns is the guy for me. Kareem Jackson, I don't think he hits the market for a month next year and then comes back for $1.5 million, half half of what he's making this year. I think he's a guy that this is his last year on the team, and I do think it is Caden Stearns that takes over that starting full-time safety role next to Justin Simmons. And we're probably talking about drafting him probably just a little bit after where, where Kareem was drafted this year, third or fourth round. I like it. I like it. This has been interesting. I, I, uh, I'll be interested to see who wins. Me too. Just vote for Zach, whether you're live or whether you're on Twitter. I appreciate Don't it. Don't Zach. Yeah, I, I was, was going to say, I'm above that's, that, asking that, that's, for your that's, vote. That's, that's, you're above that. You that. <laughs> no, it's it's just like uh, Ryan when he talks about national championships. Uh, what do you say? A uh, uh, voided national championship still tastes as good? I said the only thing better than winning the national championship is winning the national championship and having it voided. Yep, exactly. So, uh, right. uh, Sorry, the right. only... There's, there's the only thing in second yeah. place behind yeah. it. Yep, and so exact same thing. I don't care how I get the win. You know, the Patriots, they cheated a lot. They still got the wins. They still have the Super Bowls. Vote for me. I appreciate you. But, guys, th- this was very interesting. And there was something very interesting that I took from behind the Broncos. And I'm actually surprised. Of course, the, the Broncos do the series behind the Broncos where they take us behind the scenes. They started doing it last year when George Payton became general manager. And typically, it's a really cool inside look, especially for fans. But from my perspective, I typically don't take 
anything out of it. There's nothing that I learned that and we didn't know. Typically, there's a great quote or something, you know, but but nothing we didn't learn. And it's by design. Exactly. Yeah, they, they don't want you to know. And in fact, in behind the Broncos yesterday, uh, they, they threw a few F-bombs in there to show that, you know, George Payton's that, that tough, edgy guy. Nathaniel Hackett I brings think, the fire. I think it was more they just wanted it to to feel like a real look. Yeah, no, I, I know. You know? I, I'm just teasing a little mm-hmm. bit there. Uh, and uh, it was really funny. They uh, went, When George and Nathaniel were talking about guys that the Broncos didn't draft, they not only bleeped out their names, but they blurred out the mouth so you couldn't <laughs> even lip read. Uh, but the one thing that we learned in this, that I learned in this, was tight end. They wanted Trey McBride with the number 64th overall pick. And the reason that I say that and that I'm surprised that this quote was even included in here was right before the Broncos 60 or right around the time when the Broncos were thinking about their 64th overall pick. So they were at least five spots away from that. Here is what George Payton said. He said uh, it to Nathaniel Hackett. He said, the tight ends, like if one of those guys is five away, let's go get them. Just F it. Let's go get them. So then I take a step back and I say, okay, so tight ends. He mentioned a tight end. If one of those guys is five picks away, so right around pick 59, let's go trade up and get him. There's only one tight end off the board at that time, and that was Trey McBride at pick 55. Jelani Woods, he was there. He went pick number 74. Greg Dulcich, he was there. Mm. He went uh, pick 80 to the Broncos. Broncos didn't trade up to number 59. Broncos didn't draft a tight end at number 64. So to me, when George Payton says the tight ends, he's saying the tight end. That's interesting. Why Why wouldn't he have just, like, because it's not like he was hiding it for the camera. Why wouldn't he have just said it? If Trey's there at 60, or if Trey's there with five picks to go, let's go get him. Maybe he said it and it was not used because they didn't want to provide that but I'm saying in that specific sentence, why did he say it that way? It's kind of it, weird. It, yeah, that, that, that's a good. It's a good question. Um, maybe mm. then he got cold feet once Trey was off, and he meant, okay, well, maybe not the tight ends. Maybe mm. I just meant Trey. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they love Dulcich that much. What's interesting in the first round, uh, near the end of the first round, if not right after the first round, when they're still in the war room, uh, Hackett said, "We may be able to get Dulcich in the third. He said nice. that to uh, to Peyton. So they, they clearly were thinking about Dulcich. And they were thinking about tight ends a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I assume they just said, you know, once they didn't see tight ends going off, uh, then they circle back around to the teams that they thought were going to take tight ends. They're like, well, we only have two that would maybe take them in the second round. So then maybe we can get Dulcich in the third. And if that was their intelligence, they would have been right. And maybe they sort of looked at it at the Chiefs, for example, on day one went defense, defense. Right. And didn't go for a wide receiver. I wonder if that conversation might have been different uh, if the Chiefs had gone wide receiver because then you probably would have assumed, okay, there might be a decent chance here they go tight end. Yep. And get up and, and, you know, okay, and since they've already filled one pass catcher hole, but they chose not to. So It's interesting. There was a lot of smoke about the Chiefs and McBride leading up to the draft. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have – one thing I wanted to do is give George Payton a lot of credit for being patient. Um, because I think patience might be the best quality you can have as a general manager in the draft. Would you say it's a virtue? It is. And, and I just think that that's a saying. if you patience get a little, a like, if you get too jumpy, you might end up making moves that you didn't even need to make. Right. And so like when he, when, when he just stays pat at 64 and then gets Nick Benito, who I don't think he was selling that for the, for the camera. They really did not think they were going to get Nick Benito at 64. Um, 
He even said, um, holy F. I thought we had to trade up to get him. Right. Exactly. So, like, you get you get rewarded for your patience. I think trading up to take a tight end would have been a bad move. Mm, even Trey McBride? How if Trey you, McBride uh, didn't play an yeah. hour away from here, <laughs> How did you feel about everyone would say running yes. back last year? Because um, there are a lot of people who say kind of in terms of the draft capital, effectively uh, giving, you know, effectively – kind of giving up a first-round pick, a late first-round pick in draft capital for Javante Williams, that that maybe wasn't the most valuable use of assets. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it there, uh, and they were obsessed with Javante, so, you know, they went and got him. Um, Got to be a difference maker. Got to be special. I just think, like, you, once again, were able to just sit back and you got Dulcich in the third without giving up anything. We'll see how big of a difference that ends up being. I got both of them in my um, dynasty rookie draft. Not oh, only they, they traded down and picked those. I, right, I right. was gonna I mean, say. Not only they, they stand pat, they they moved. Good call. They, good they call. Ro- they rolled the dice and said, "All right, well, we're gonna hope that he's still there." And then so which is interesting because like they, how much then did they value Dolcich if they're they really want him, but they were willing to move down a few picks to, and and take the chance on him not falling to them. Also, Zach potentially when he said the tight ends, he could have been talking about Trey McBride, Jelani Woods, but they never expected Benito to be there. So as soon as, you know, Benito started slipping, they said, okay, well maybe let's just stay back here. Potentially, but Jelani Woods was there. He was available for them at not only 59, but 64 as well. I'm convinced that it was Trey because of this conversation. Although it could have, you know, and and I guess the, the fair point could be, it was just a flippant comment. I don't think George Payton in the war room, it's not like they're talking all the time. It's pretty intense at times. And when George talks, it typically has a purpose. It could have been a flippant comment. Um, or you're right. It could have been uh, Trey McBride or Nick Benito, and they just saw the tight end slipping, so they thought the tight ends might slip further than Benito. Right. Uh, so, but, but, so I guess that's a fair point, is maybe it was Benito, then Trey McBride. But to me, Trey clearly was very yeah. close to the top. I, I'm just, I mean... It's it's very clear they loved Trey. Right. Which is so interesting to me. And, and it actually excites me a little bit because of why I didn't think they would be so high on Trey McBride. As I said before the draft, if they'd pick him, then I'm cool with it because it means that they're taking a totally different approach than I expected them to. But as I talked about before the draft, Trey McBride is a middle-of-the-field monster. That is where he gets his work done. And that's actually different than Greg Dulcich a little bit. Greg Dulcich gets his work done down the field and I thought okay based on the the patterns that we've seen from Russell Wilson I just don't think they're gonna love a middle of the field monster guy because Russell Wilson doesn't love the middle of the field um but the fact that they loved Trey McBride either to me means they thought middle of the field out wide vertical he can do it all right. or it, it meant we're, we're gonna try and um add an element to Russell's game that he didn't really use much in Seattle Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And open up the offense even more, yep. give Russ even more to work with. And one more thing uh, from uh, behind the Broncos about Dulcich yesterday was one of the things that Hackett said behind the scenes to, to Peyton a couple of times was Dulcich brings something that we don't have. What do you think it is? Is it purely just the fact that he's an all-around tight end, more so of an all-around tight end? Is it that they actually truly think he's a way better receiving tight end than Albert O? I mean, because they can't think he's a better blocker than Eric Tomlinson, at least right now. No. 
the thing that he brings, maybe it is, it's just that he does both. And, and he can be on the field and you're not tipping your hand if it's a block or, or a run or but a pass. But I think you are. Yeah, I, I agree, especially right now. Right now, it, today. You're hoping that a year from now you're not. He has long hair. Yeah, the hair something game is something they don't have. Um, no, well, Eric Tomlinson does have long hair. Oh, uh, yeah, he does. But not curly hair. Yeah, not as <laughs> See, beautiful. See, the thing that Dulcich has is the, uh, the weird Al Yankovic locks going for him. I kind of feel true. bad that people keep making that comp. If Why? I were him, I would change weird. up my look. Why? Weird Al is a genius. Yes, and he's not exactly winning any modeling contests. So? <laughs> Who cares? That's not what life is about. I... I I, I'm not saying it is. He's I mean, very you, successful, you, but you, I don't want to yeah, look like him. Uh, give, give, give Greg. You should do, have a picture where you give Greg Dulcich an accordion, and mm, just complete just it. Really like buy ha- into it. Have him, yeah, lean into the Weird Al comp. Uh, yeah. If yeah. I were him, I wouldn't. But you know, I mean, Weird Al Yankovic made one of the uh, greatest cult comedies of all time, UHF, before your time. Yes, that is. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else? Uh, from the behind the Broncos? Um, no, that was it. A okay. lot, a lot of f bombs being thrown out. I like that. Yep, yep. It's real. A little chippy in there. It's raw. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Taking us inside. And you know what? I actually do want to give them credit. That series has been the best thing I've ever seen made by like um you know like the, using the access that they have. They've done, I think they've done an amazing job making that come to life, uh, and making it must see internet tv you know mm-hmm. if you're a broncos fan you got to watch it yep uh and i think they've done a great job with that so hats off to them yeah i i completely agree they just won a webby for the peyton manning thing uh and peyton hinted that he is going to make a cameo in their next uh, uh schedule release next week and that it features another star my guess is that star is russell wilson yes yeah. how corny can it be <laughs> okay here's the thing though i understand it won a webby but it it failed at the basic point of the video, which is revealing the schedule. You don't see the actual schedule until the very end. Yeah. The worst part of it was the actual schedule. It's it's an entertaining video, but it failed, but it, it failed in its function, you know, telling you the schedule in a route, you know, in a, in a crisp and expeditious way, you had to fast forward all the way to the end. So I'm like, okay, this is great. It's funny, but Peyton Manning didn't do the job of the video. No, much like he did on the field. He covers up, uh, a lot yeah. of holes. <laughs> yeah, it's so I mean, true. Maybe the, the lesson I, the, the lesson I'll learn is that when they they pump this out this year to just quickly scroll to the end. <laughs> right. I would I give them a hell of a lot more credit for the building the Broncos series or behind the Broncos series than I do for just like calling up Peyton Manning and be like, hey, will you do this video for us? <laughs> right, well, right. I, I give him credit for that because that is knowing the obstacles that football yes. operations puts up because. The, Generally speaking, that you know the the answer the answer when you request this sort of thing is typically no. I think it actually says a lot about George Payton because I yep. think this this whole thing began when they were tr- when they turned the page from John Elway guiding the football ops and were searching for a new GM. Literally That's, right away. That was what be- that was the beginning of this series. And and so it, sh- it was just like it was almost like okay, you know El- Elway's not in charge day to day. Let's set a new paradigm here organizationally. And you know what's cool is a lot of football guys would say, this does no good for me. Mm-hmm. It can only do me harm. Mm-hmm. And they would actually be right. Yeah. I got guys like me picking out right. some exactly. things in it. From a football standpoint, if you can only, if you know, if you're one of those tunnel vision 
football guys. You could say this does nothing for me. The same way that like when Jared Bednar says telling you guys my lineups before the game does nothing. for He's actually right. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can't even get mad about it. But for the organization and for George Payton to say like it's not doesn't have to be that serious. Let's mm -hmm. do something for the fans. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for that. Big time, big time. And uh, and it's kind of funny because John did leak some information uh, a lot of times. George is a complete opposite, yet they're the complete opposite when it comes to this thing type right. of thing too. Do you think he gets last review or does he have a, someone that he trusts? I think Patrick Smythe gets uh, gets a pretty big review of it. Well, I I know he does. <laughs> but I, I'd just be curious if like George says, I want to see it before it goes I think out. George yeah. trusts Patrick 100%. Okay. Yep. But either way, it's, it's definitely getting a pretty – fine tooth comb review just as like every time they might they mic up a guy i mean that obviously is reviewed because i can tell you from working in that building when they do the mic'd up a mo many of the best mic'd up moments did not make it to the video oh, i bet because they weren't the most uh team friendly the and i'm just hey, they were dropping f-bombs yesterday maybe they'll start to no it that. wasn't about like it wasn't about the f-bombs it was just uh -huh. like you know things you know because players will sometimes kind of you know, talk about the guys on the field. They'll even talk about their teammates. Love mm -hmm. it. And sometimes Love they it. will. It was like the whole when, like Vaughn, when he got it, when kind of a hot mic caught Vaughn talking about Teddy. Right. That was. Oh yeah. You know, and that was not something that Vaughn kind of intended because he wasn't mic'd up, but it just happened to be there. Like, right. It just happened to be there, there, and it's like, oh well, you know, what is he saying about all the other quarterbacks he's played with, including Drew Locke? Kind of like Jerry Judy makes the comment and this past week, and oh, oh he's throwing shade at Drew. Oh, yeah. Some stuff uh, is like great, and the public just can't handle it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They can't handle the heat. Well, it just like it isn't worth the headache that would be created by something right. great being put out in there. I had a friend who worked um, for CU and like interviewed a player and there was a part from the interview that like they made this really cool hype video from it. But there was a part from the interview that they just couldn't use because it was way too intense. <laughs> yeah. um, but he he kept it and like sent it to all of us in a group text before a game one time. And just like, just listen to this oh, if you want to get hyped up. Oh, and it, like it is electric. You got to save that but for your pregame like, routine. The people, you know, not everyone, people would get up upset if they heard it yeah yeah very fair <laughs> uh, all right before we move on to the comments and questions a shout out to green mountain dental group just 15 minutes outside of downtown denver over there in lakewood they are a family-owned dentist group that will take care of you i know they're buzzing over there about the avs game last night uh, because they're true colorado sports fans they've supported us for a long long time maybe one of if not our longest standing partner so huge shout out to green mountain dental if you guys need any work done head over there and if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam they'll hook you up with a free sonicare toothbrush and uh, we've got to talk to the people now let's hop into the comment section over at ddnvr.com if you want to leave your comments go to ddnvr.com at the top of the page click on podcast scroll down to where it says broncos click on broncos then all of our podcasts will pull up click on the top one that's our most recent scroll to the bottom if you're a member you will have your comments read but i think we have some super chats first yes let's hit yes these came from the original one so we didn't forget you yeah. um great job by ali to keep track of these uh from captain groot how come we never talk about uh bringing kenny young back am i missing critical information uh well the defensive coordinator on the broncos now is Ezure evero he worked for the los angeles rams the los angeles rams uh. deemed kenny young expendable at midseason he even though he was starting for them they did have what's his name ernest jones 
believe so. Yeah. They really wanted to get him on the field, and he was but, awesome when he played. Yeah, but still. Yep. The, I think uh, when Evero, and, and he obviously wasn't the only Rams coach coming in, Dwayne Stukes came from the Rams coach special teams, and if you're going to be a linebacker, even a starter, you're inside linebacker, even starter, you're going to be on special teams. I think when you had people with the Rams coming in on, that, on, on those two phases, that probably was the end of Kenny Young as a Bronco. Yep, it tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, you nailed it, Mace. Yeah. All right, let's get the next one here from Max Power. Uh, I know people are lukewarm on the draft, but uh, what are we saying about Peyton if guys like Washington, Turner, Yell, et cetera, hit? Will people fully buy in and trust him? I think people already have fully bought in and trusted him. A hundred percent. And now it, now what happens is going into next year's draft, instead of not having high expectations because the Broncos don't have a first and second round pick, like we definitely lowered our expectations on this draft, but the expectations for George Payton are going to be through the roof again next year. I think if, right now George Payton can do no wrong. And that's why sometimes I'm like, okay, he's he if he's here long enough, he is going to have a draft who misses. That misses. Right. And he's going to have picks that miss, and he's going to even have, and he's going to have free agent pickups uh, that miss. I mean, really, right now the one miss generally is attributed to Vic Fangio because it's Kyle Fuller in free agency last mm-hmm. year. Every GM, no matter how good they are, they're going to they're going to they're going to get up and they're going to swing and they're going to catch nothing but air. It'll happen, but that's why you look at the aggregate, you look at the bigger picture uh, of the record. That's why with John Elway. You look at the the broad spectrum of ten years, and uh, there were some good things, and there were some bad things. I'd, I'd say John Elway isn't as good as people thought he was early in his tenure, and isn't as bad as he was as people as people thought late in his tenure. Yeah, but he got a Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and George Payton can have as many great drafts as he wants. If he doesn't get that, then it'll be considered a failure. Um, and he can mess up a couple drafts, and if he does get it, then it'll all be considered a success. People respected, in, ter- in internal league circles, people really respected what Rick Spielman and George Payton on the staff were doing in Minnesota for most of the 2010s, generally regarded to be a very good drafting team. Yet they came up short. Why? The biggest reason they came up short was because they didn't have the guy at quarterback. Yep. The closest they came as an organization was overtime in back in 09 with Spielman and Peyton. The closest they came was with Brett Favre having a great Brett Favre season. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I I credit George Peyton for it's for being it's it's pretty evident that the lesson he learned from Minnesota was doesn't mean anything unless you have one of those guys at quarterback to push you over the top. And and that I think is the most heartening thing that I've seen out of George Peyton in his year in his 16 months on the job is he learned the lesson from Minnesota that I think he needed to take. Well, and what I think we should have realized back then is that this is kind of always their plan. Go all in on trying to get the right quarterback and then fill in all the pieces around them through the draft. This time they just actually got the right quarterback. It's also not crazy to say that this is the only quarterback move George Payton has to make for the rest of his 10 years as a Bronco. You hope there's very a cha- likely there, yeah. there's a chance he may want to do this for two decades, but if he just wants to do this for 10 years and retire, that'll be two big contracts. That could be enough. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. From the comment section, squeaky bum time says, Hey fellas, love the show. If I were Peyton, I would wait to trade anyone until at least the middle of the season. Most of our players should and slash uh, will look better because we have a quarterback that will increase the value for us. Ooh, you know what? The thing is, if you're doing well and the quarterback is doing well, 
unless you've got someone great coming up in reserve who can take over, you're not making those trades. I mean, in the trades that Zach and I were talking about yesterday were guys that you're probably kind of like the Trinity Benson trade guys that you were either going to cut or could they were on the fringe of your of your depth chart and are easily replaceable by somebody else. Yeah, and he, here's where squeaky bum time is, right? If you're talking about one of the four wide receivers, the top four guys, yeah, let them go out in eight games, get 600 yards, five touchdowns. Their trade value is so much higher than it is now. But as May said, most of the guys you're going to have to cut anyways, yeah. so you might as well get a sixth or seventh from them. And if, you, and if you're trading one of those guys, you're doing it after the season. You're not doing it during the season. Right. Like if, that, if a guy is off to a great start at wide receiver – and you trade him at the trade deadline, even if you get a good deal, uh, that conversation with Russ is going to be interesting. Mm, it certainly would be. Maybe George Payton can just trade Fayon Hicks for a sixth-round pick to the Eagles like he did there with his seventh-round <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Keep drafting seventh-round Maybe that's his thing. He knows Power five conferences. He knows what, uh, what some guy that some other team loves, yeah, and he's like, yeah. oh, I'll just take this guy and trade him to him later. Be really smart, especially <laughs> when you want picks next year. Mm-hmm. Zia Tortilla says, you got me. I've been following Mace for years and was devastated when his radio time came to an end. Grateful to have him and all of you guys to listen to new mexico green chili is way better by the way i am in denver monthly for work no comparison much love though you know he's coming in spicy with his first comment you know what my take on this and it might be like um cop out i just they're both so good why are we pitting them against each other because people have to turn things into (laughs) a into an either or zero something I like the chilies from New Mexico. I like the chill. I, I like the chilies from Colorado, and I'll be honest. I'm not a. Con, I'm not enough of a connoisseur to where I can tell the difference. Never. I'm. I, I'm, I'm a connoisseur on barbecue. I'm not a connoisseur on green chilies. I'm like the most biased towards Colorado anything person there is, That's and fact. never would I be like, oh, it's Hatch. No, thank you. <laughs> you know, right, right. I'd be like, just give me green chili any way yeah. you can. I That's want it all. <laughs> if they're the top two, that's still pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Um, and. and I respect your opinion. I just don't feel like we need to put down one to elevate. Maybe that's my thing. We don't need to put down one right. to elevate the other. And welcome. We love having you. Micah yeah. Pexa says, like Mace, my mother is from England. She's actually from London and very near Wembley Stadium. I'm from Hawaii, but my uncle still lives in the house they grew up in. And we have a long-standing agreement that if my Broncos ever went to play in London, that he'd pay for half of my airfare. I called him the minute the news came out. And so long as I can, and as long as I can secure some tickets, it's on. I was praying that if it ever happened, that I would be at Wembley and not Tottenham, and I'm still stoked that I got my wish. Can't wait. Hope to be able to meet up with all you guys over there somewhere. Quick question. Who decided that the Broncos must be sold to the highest bidder and not the preferred or most qualified bidder? Thanks, and see you guys in London. Pat Bowen. Pat Bowen Trust. And and part of it was, like, it was all right. Well, if we're not keeping the team in the family, then it's all about getting every last dollar for the family and to period. be to be fair pat thought it was going to stay in the family are you guys buying um the group text that went out to reporters yesterday <laughs> um, about how this thing is still a wide open race and blah, blah blah um they i am buying the fact that they are gonna have five people in and look at the facility still and so it's not yeah. technically down to two i don't even think it's down to two it's down to if if Rob Walton wants it and he's still in this process. So he still wants it. I imagine Rob Walton, like with a monocle and 
a pipe a tobacco pipe just like sitting there watching everyone make their bids <laughs> puffing on it and then as soon as they're like he's like all right you guys done yeah. done Four, what was that 4.9 all right 5.2 let's go all right all right yeah yeah i mean I, the thing is like if you're interviewing if you have five candidates for a job you probably have going in the process like them ranked i mean yeah. i think that going into the off season after firing vic fangio Broncos kind of had an idea how the candidates would, were ranked going in. I would even go as far as to say that uh, Dan Quinn was the leader going into the process. Yeah. But then Nathaniel Hackett really impressed mm -hmm. and, and moved his way up. So I'd say they have these five candidates, one, two, three, four, five. But they it, do. It's but, not even a choice. You know what I mean? It's not like a job interview where you choose the person at the right. end. They mm -hmm. get to choose them. They just get yeah. to decide, and no one can even come close well, to competing with. It has Wall. to still be approved by the league. I mean, that's where. I mean, the one thing about like the fiduciary responsibility is that the clauses, if they're approved by the league, and that's why they're all vetted. And that's what, for example, I think would have prevented some, you know, from some Russian oligarch from coming in and saying, "Okay, here's eight billion dollars. I'm buying right, the team right, today," right. because the league would have said, uh, "No, you're no not thanks. buying." Yeah. But there's no reason the league would deny Rob Walton, right? Uh, feel like with well, how public at this he is, point we would now the, know. the five that are in are have been vetted by the league enough to where they're going to be approved right exactly if they're when they're presented when one of them is presented before the entire group of owners they'll be approved right yeah yep. yep. um so yeah also like we gotta there's got to be a better way than every single reporter tweeting out the same thing there's got to be a better way peyton is my manning says just booked our flights for the london game hopefully we'll be able to meet up with y'all we have to bring our 11 year old son so hopefully a few of the locations will be kid friendly can't wait I'm sure. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I don't know <laughs> London, so I couldn't tell you. It's very true. It's very <laughs> true. And man, it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome week. Yeah, but we are gonna have a full week of plans with all sorts of different stuff. Um, so I'm sure we'll be able to meet up with you somewhere and, and have a good time. Maybe you need to have kind of a public forum over. You guys ever heard of Speaker's Corner over in a uh, Hyde Park? No, no. Okay, I've heard like of Hyde Park. It's, it's an area like where basically it's like people will spout whatever, and so uh. you get like people. You, you get, like, for example, when I walked past there 12 years ago, like, you had a uh, fundamentalist Christian and a fundamentalist uh, uh, Muslim, you know, basically debating the tenets of their faiths. Interesting. And it's, but I'm, I, I guess, like, I'm thinking, like, maybe you have, like, a, a healthy Broncos debate or so, of some kind over at Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park one day. Can we just do the podcast and have a healthy debate on that? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, next one from Peyton is my Manning. Oh, no, that was him. Uh, from Steve Madden. Um, hey, team, not football-related, but I was wondering if DNVR Bar displays Formula One races ever since the Drive to Survive series came out on netflix formula one has been gaining lots of traction me and my friends try to watch as many races as possible we all have our favorite drivers there's this race at the new track in miami uh and las vegas uh street circuit was announced for 2023 let me know your thoughts and give up the great content the only thing i know about it up to this point is that it was it's normally really early in the morning when we are not open yeah mm. like just to kind of go through the next few races obviously um the miami one is going to be at uh at one at uh, 1 30 p.m when tomorrow time. Uh, coming up uh, this weekend, the Miami yeah. GP. Okay. Um, but then after that, the ra the, the the race times are 7 a.m., 7 a.m., yep. nope, 5 a.m., nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no, noon. Not. That's the Canadian Grand Prix. 
8 a.m., 7 a.m., 7 a.m., 7 a.m., 7 a.m., 7 a.m. Right. Russia canceled 6 a.m., 11 p.m. the night before. Until you finally get that one. Yeah. Yeah. Until you finally get back to 1 p.m. for the race over at the Circuit of the Americas down in, down outside of Austin. So yeah. Probably not yeah. Yeah. for most of us. Yeah. yeah it's not real, It's not user-friendly beyond the U.S. races, the Canadian Grand Prix, and then and then if you want to get everyone in for like a race from Japan or China. I've heard enough yeah. about this to believe well, that Brazil, the answer is yes. Brazil is 11 like, a.m. as well, in the, but that's on a football Sunday maybe. But like I don't understand. How do you – like is, is that really like a watch at a bar type of sport? Like – Probably some parts of the world. Yeah. Like, do people watch NASCAR at bars? Mm, Probably sure. in the south. So, like, is some that like parts a true, of the like, south? They do bar watching sport. It just doesn't seem like it to me. But the I, thing that works, I don't. The, I have no interest in it. Well, so the I thing that works against NASCAR race is watching the bars that they're long. Like sometimes That's what I mean. they're like like a, an F one race. Kind of the, the joy of it is you're usually in and out in two hours. Okay. Okay. It's like a like a soccer game. Interesting. You know the 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 time the length of the race works in favor of it being something watchable at a bar. NASCAR races just kind of go on and on and on. And so, I mean, unless you're willing to commit some four hours in the bar, you're, it's not going to really work. I'm not, I don't even want to try to like explain why it does, why I don't like it. Cause I feel like I'll end up like putting it down and but like, it just really, it really doesn't get the juices flowing for me. I would agree. I would agree. I think F1 would be a little more interesting than NASCAR. I, I'm sure it is for sure. I'm sure it is. And like, there's very clearly skill involved, a lot of skill involved sure. because the, you know, there's the best. It's not just like a, a crap shoot every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I have never been able to get into it. I couldn't even get into the video, like the racing video games. I did one year, only one year. I get in Madden every year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like uh, I, 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 I don't have a full iRacing setup, but I, I do love like racing video games more than other sports video games. Okay. Like going back, like like I'm all, I go all the way back to like playing pole position back in the '80s. Love it. Like wow. Just I've always I've always loved racing games. There was Midnight Club yeah. Dub Edition. Got into that. It's the only one I ever got into. Yeah. That sounds like something mm. uh, we may be getting into tonight. Yeah. And there was one on Nintendo that like you would also be able to play it like Red Robin with like the actual thing. What was right. that called? Red know. Robin. I don't know about that. So not Mario Kart. No, 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 no. This was like more realistic cars and stuff. Like Red Robin driving? No, like that they just had the well, machine there in the arcade. Do you remember oh. the old Daytona USA arcade things that you like sit down right. and, It's kind of yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah. Damn. So it was some <laughs> it was called something USA, but it wasn't Daytona. Oh, I know what you're talking. I had that game on Nintendo. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Oh, that that was a blast. Yeah, that was that was my favorite game on Cruising uh, USA. Yeah, yeah. let's oh, man. go. I can think of the music now. Let's go <laughs> cruising. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man, that put me in a good mood. I want to play that. It's yeah, a good yeah, way to yeah. finish things up. Yep. My goal for next week is to get Wisconsin references into every podcast. There we go. All right, I there love you go. it. <laughs> All right, that for is... reasons we'll detail later going to wrap it up for us here on the dnvr broncos podcast today thanks to everyone who participated also everyone who came over after the technical difficulties we had there in the middle of the show um if you're watching the second part of the show this on youtube and you're confused there is a part one as well uh so hop back over there uh but appreciate all you guys for tuning in and thank you for another great week we'll catch you next week roll out the truck and took a country drive
We're flying cats.